Hey Red Wings fans, as you guys know, there is nothing like the great sport of hockey. You've got that fast tempo, you've got guys putting up the fisticuffs, got these highlight reel plays. How many more lacrosse goals are we going to see for the rest of the season? This is incredible. But for some of us hockey fans out there, it does get pretty tough. We got to search for some excitement. I'm talking about us Red Wings fans. Where are we going to find some excitement? Well, I can help you with that because I'm going to give you a source here. It's mybookie.ag. Put a little money down on these Red Wings games and let's make them a little bit more interesting. Now, mybookie.ag isn't just that site where you're going to be putting down your money. This site's going to help you with understanding every team and every game so then you get to take that knowledge and turn it into some cash nobody gives you more ways to win than mybookie.ag mybookie has the best payouts better odds than any other sports book i am telling you right now the brothers of discussion putting their stamp on it they trust mybookie.ag you can risk a little you can risk a lot and right now as red wings fans Maybe we want to make these games just that much more interesting, so we're going to drop down a little extra dough. But with Christmas around the corner, there's daily gifts that you can keep an eye on. You've got free plays, free spins, some uh, early Christmas presents coming your way as long as you go to mybookie.ag. Now, if you join mybookie right now, you will have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $100, you're going to receive $50 to play with for free. We'll play this game one more time. If you put down $200, guess what you're getting? That's right, $100 to play with. You can turn that money into whatever you want. You've just got to use the promo code THPN. That is in reference to the Hockey Podcast Network. Use the code THPN and activate your account, and you're going to be able to get this half of your deposit put right into your account from day one visit mybookie.ag today you play you win and you get paid two one hi everybody and welcome to episode 40 of the discussion five We here are the Brothers of Discussion, here to talk to you about the Detroit Red Wings. The five most pressing matters, that is, for the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, We are coming to you every Monday and Thursday morning, thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network. But we started as the Brothers of Discussion, so we have to tell you about our wrestling podcast. Head on over to bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com to check out all the wrestling coverage. Um, We're actually doing, if you are a wrestling fan and a fan of Drew McIntyre, we're doing... A new promo where you can actually send us your impression of Drew McIntyre. Head on over to BODpodcast.com and BrothersOfDiscussion.com to see all those details if you want to get involved. Follow us on Twitter at BODpodcast. Find us on Facebook as the Brothers of Discussion. Uh, Find us on Instagram with a joint account of both Red Wings coverage and uh, wrestling and Red Wings memes. That is uh, Brothers underscore of underscore discussion. Uh, But as previously mentioned... We also want you to check out the Hockey Podcast Network. That is thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Every team, everywhere. They're covering not only every team everywhere, but also Tales with TR, a hockey podcast. That is uh, joining Terry Ryan. That's at Terry Ryan 20 and his producer, Mike Hickey, at Hickey, Mike. Uh, Terry Ryan being the former Montreal Canadiens first-round pick, talking about the sport of hockey, bringing on various guests, and sharing tales of his life and professional hockey career. Uh, along with that, every Friday, Ice Analytics Podcast. Uh, had a good time and, and used some of the um, 
the teachings on the last episode to make sure I'm finally showing up. That understanding of expected goals and what exactly that means and how you can measure it. So find that uh, on uh, the Hockey Podcast Network. Find them on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. And uh, if you want to support the Hockey Podcast Network and uh, yours truly, head on over to... (laughs) Let's see, how do we want to do this? Head on over to the Twitter account, and you can find our links for nhlshop.775j.net slash lowercase z, capital K, A-M-M. You click that link, so don't bother writing that down. You can go on over to our Twitter, at BOD Hockey. Find the link, and uh, get yourself some NHL gear, uh, and help us out just by clicking that link. But uh, if you want to take that extra step... uh, for us, we want to take an extra step for you and give you 65% off, up to 65% off, with code NHLFS39. That is code NHLFS39. That is 65% off. If you are in need of some hockey gear, use that link, support the show, use the code, and we will scratch your back uh, as a return <laughs> gift. How's that? Yeah. All right. Ugh, stretch the back out myself, Mike. Anthony Mantha, just to, like like in uh, as we talked about our, our pro wrestling show in, in WWE fashion, uh, the Red Wings came out and decided to just throw out uh, the lineups a couple hours before the game. Lo and behold, Anthony Mantha at the top of that lineup sheet. Holy mackerel! Fun fun little surprise for everybody. Um, I kind of I, I what I enjoyed uh, second most out of seeing Mantha was how excited. All Red Wings fans were to hopefully see the return of some sort of competitive spirit that we saw from those first four games this season. Obviously, Mantha played quite a few games after that, but um, some of the interviews you've you've heard from Mantha, he's he's kind of got like this fighting spirit that he wanted to bring back to his game, and uh, it's it's welcome. Uh, and it was 45 seconds into the first game, Mantha got his first assist, and Darren Helm got his first to two goals, but. Um, Mike, it had it has to be uh, something to at least know that Anthony Mantha's back because that that got me to plop down and make sure I I didn't miss a minute of this game. Absolutely, um, I I was so excited for Darren Helm because I just had this funny feeling that he would get what I like to call uh, coattail points, and he did not disappoint. He was riding those Mantha coattails to two goals, Matt, uh, moving them to eight on the year. <laughs> Uh, always exciting when one of the best players in the world is on your line. And I'm not, you know what, I'm not going to back down from that hyperbole. Um, I don't think it was an accident. The dude was on the ice for like 30 seconds and points were happening. Um, at this point, it's not a question of skill. It's a matter of, my God, will his body please cooperate? That's poor Anthony Mantha. Um, and to an extent, Darren Helm, who has all the speed, but his body just won't cooperate. Most of the time, pucks just won't go in nets when he tells his arms to shoot at a certain point. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I really liked uh, Helm got a, um, a real effort goal out of Mantha, who was crashing into the boards, banging people on the back, and then he managed to get one, uh, center one in front of the goal there for Helm. And then uh, the other goal, Helm, actually, he had to use a little bit of force on this shot. The first one, not so much. Uh, I think I could have scored the first one. But the second one yeah. was a legitimate hockey player goal. And I was just proud of Darren. Uh, I think Darren has really got to be excited for a lot of the injuries on the Red Wings right now because he gets to be, <laughs> he gets to be on the first line. 
um, with Larkin and Mantha. Mantha is, you know, their big boy. Um, uh, you know, when you listen to the, the visiting broadcast, uh, that's how they kind of bill Mantha as, uh, you know, the, the big man on the team. Um, the six foot five guy didn't disappoint. And then uh, Larkin with the speed. Um, he had a couple breaks there that, you know, maybe could have swayed the, the game the other way. But, uh, you know, hockey being what it is, he wasn't rewarded for those efforts. And, uh, you know, we, we fell three to two. So basically one line did all the work, which Matt, I think has helped sway for, are we at 60 games now? Almost 60 games. Um, yeah. yeah, it's basically one line. And then a lot of guys just, uh, you know, uh, being in that defensive zone. You know, not a lot of scoring from the Southern Lions. So I'm pumped to see, you know, Zadina get back. I'm pumped for Bolano to get called up. And, uh, you know, Lafreniere, man. It's, uh, it's a year away. So it was a typical Red Wing game, that's, I got to say. That's how, yeah, that's, I mean, that's how you sum up most games. They're like, man, I can't wait until uh, three years from now. Um, <laughs> I, I thought um, – I really did want to see a kick up, and I, I think maybe when Zadina comes back and we have a Mantha Zadina uh, Red Wings forward lineup, I think we might see a, a better kick up in this. And now, now that I'm I'm really starting to track this, um, the expected goals. I mean, the the expected goals according to where the shots came from, Mike. This game we were still supposed to lose. We were supposed to lose one point six two to one point three eight. Okay, so basically what that's saying is that our shot selection was so terrible, even with both of us putting up forty shot attempts. Okay, both teams forty shot attempts. Those were so terrible. Those attempts that it was still only projected to be uh one point six two to one point three eight. So again, the expected goals for is is taking into consideration where these shots are coming from and the time in between shots. So if it's like a rebound, um, and that's how you come up, that's how you get this number. And that that's where we stand. So we really didn't see too much of a kick up in that statistic. And I was kind of bummed because I really wanted to see I mean, if we if we go backwards, like a couple of games, uh, let's go back to the Bruins game where we actually netted three. Uh, the expected goals for us was actually one point zero six. So uh, uh, you could basically look at the addition of Mantha added another point three goals <laughs> to their to their um, not not to their actual goals. Obviously, we got we got two goals and they came directly from Mantha's line. But we're looking to see. Does Mantha bring more balance to this team uh, by by me analyzing the statistic this way? And I, I'm gonna say by by the naked eye, just this game, you would say no. But here's here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna back up. Then that, so the game before the 1.06, Mike, we were at 0.74. Game before that, we were at 0.48 expected goals. Before that, 0.99. So with the addition of Mantha, and of course all the other injuries. All the other mental fatigue that's going on, I I would say we saw a legitimate change in the the forward lineup statistically based on that. Now, um, the other thing too, high danger scoring chances, Mike. We go back uh, go back a few those same list of games. So uh, I think in the last game we were making fun of the Red Wings uh, for the amount of high danger scoring chances they had compared to their opponent. <laughs> which we got a fraction in the last four games compared to our opponents, uh, 18, 11, 9, and 12. So that's how many high-danger scoring chances they had. Uh, we had 4, 2, 2, and 3. <laughs> but in this game, Mike, we had 5. 
So our highest total <clears throat> of high danger scoring chances. Again, uh, highlighting how far away we are from having like a legitimate threat uh, on offense. I think that that's what we can point out here. But uh, but Mantha again clearly. There, there actually was an increase in offensive production. And, and uh, defensively, instead of those double-digit high-danger scoring chances, Mike, we held them to nine. We held the Sabres to nine high-danger scoring chances. So uh, it, it's one thing. Uh, Mantha does do a lot uh, on the defensive side. Um, I, I honestly couldn't say that I was keeping my eye on exactly what Mantha was doing that entire game. But, again, we're talking about adding a guy that brings out a little bit more balance uh, to the lineup. Or at least can help a guy like, even though Darren Helm's having an okay Darren Helm year, he's still getting older, he's getting slower, so he does need some some assistance out there. And, uh, again, two goals for Darren. So there's there's a clear correlation between the Mantha effect and, and non-Mantha effect. <laughs> there's... there's there's a lot that can be pulled from the statistics that really were there. It's one game. It's meaningless. Yeah. But for funsies to make like to track the, the eye test and you kind of watch that game and it, it did look like we were competitive. We were definitely keeping up. Um, so where, where do the analytics stand in that? Well, yeah, we, we certainly looked better than the last four games. So there's that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we still we still lose. So there's yeah, there's <laughs> um I just yeah. I just it's just another example of like the Red Wings should not be a historically awful team. They don't don't have as much talent as other NHL teams, but it's just I think Mantha, you know, in this game are just a glaring example of what could have been if, you know, they stayed healthy. Obviously, every NHL, usually the teams that are the most successful are the ones that stay healthy, but I think you're telling me this guy who's, you know, you know, trying to average, you know, a point or two per game, um, you know, that's a, that's his goal. That's what he sets out to do. Um, those are ambitious goals, and he has the skills to do it. It's just, uh, it's it's too much together. Like, it, it was just a, like a perfect storm of, of – awfulness I, I think when we do our, our season wrap-up it's something we're going to talk about too but you know it's not like this team is completely devoid of talent there's there's good players it's just for whatever reason they haven't quite either quite not hit the numbers that we yeah. needed or they've they haven't been on the ice long enough to make enough of a dip, of a difference uh meant well, yeah, the, being the a, huge... a key point there the huge drop-off like taking a look at this season uh like like kind of coming back a few steps and trying to look at, you know, all right, here we're in the black and then we're in the red. Um, it, it really took a kick in the pants with, with the Kaiser going down and he's been down uh, since October 25th. And of course out for the season with his back surgery. I mean that it's, it's surprising what a difference that makes defensively. And we saw like before Bernier kind of turned it on halfway through December. I mean, we, we were an absolute joke defensively and then our goaltenders both of them we were making fun of Bernier and Jimmy Howard if if you don't remember uh just you know rewind the statistics uh Bernier definitely turned it on mid-December uh has not had an amazing season but um all right so yeah DeKaiser has been down for a long time then Mike the other two things here go working against like these expected goals numbers where they're just laughable uh Robbie Fabry 
out, who we didn't start the season with, but obviously has been one of the big difference makers for us on the forward side. And then, uh, like I mentioned again, uh, Philip Sedina, who got the the call up. We we had him play his ten games, and so now he's going to finish out the season. But gets those pesky lower body injuries where somebody kicked him in the nuts too hard. Lower body. Um, he's <laughs> he's still out uh, for another. I, I mean, he could be back next week, but I think it might be. I think they might just push this one to three weeks. What's what's the point of rushing right. uh, Zadina back? Uh, even though you can make the argument they just rushed uh, Anthony Manta back. Anyway, uh, <laughs> all all good things. Manta having a good start. Uh, like I said, he he's coming in hot with the post game interviews, talking about how he wants to turn it back on again. He wants to make Manta great again and uh, finish out the season strong. I I support that a hundred percent. So. Uh, yeah, let's let's see what happens. Uh, Mike, topic number two. Fucking uh, Brandon Perlini takes a goddamn. Sk- oh my god! I so he takes takes. A, I, I wrote takes a fucking skate uh, to the face. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. I wrote takes a skate to the fucking face. Whew, got gotta get that right. Uh, Mike, I so I'm going through this little workout thing, and I have to hit so many steps uh, per day. So that it, it, I can't turn around and look at the app and go, hey, Mr. App, I'm not losing any weight, you, Mr. App. So I have to, I, it counts my steps. I have to put them in. Walking around my living room, watching the, re- so I'm, I got my phone in my hand, and I just suddenly stop, and I go, <gasps> and my wife like stands up and i have my hand up to my mouth i've stopped walking i'm i'm almost like shaking and she thinks i just saw on my phone that you know a loved one died you know michael you know get a text from mom mike's dead oh my god um (laughs) uh but no it was me watching brendan perlini uh have a guy steady his fall with uh, Perlini's face it's just I mean I can't like this the, the reason I wanted to bring this up Mike is what a fucking dangerous sport this is um who is the mad scientist that decided you know knives were the best idea to play the game with the rubber puck that bounces everywhere that we whack at with a wooden stick I mean, <laughs> the materials have changed uh, over time, or uh, the uh, the construction of, of said resources has changed over time. But, Mike, the metal <laughs> at the end of a skate has not changed. Um, I'm not here, I'm not, I'm not doing like a let's end fighting in the NHL. I just, oh my God, that was so hard to watch. And to see him go down like that, that's always that's always like a a shocker when you see somebody uh, drop. And, and uh, you know, St. Louis Blues fans right now just experienced uh, Jay Bomeister pulling a Yuri Fisher. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't mean to make that sound light. I'm saying like that. I will never forget what happened to Yuri Fisher. Uh, I, I remember crying that night while I was watching the game. But uh, this was another one where I was like, holy fuck. And I'm just standing there in my living room, nearly shaking. Uh, again, scaring the shit out of my wife. I just, um, uh, thankfully, Perlini's okay, Mike. He sent out uh, the, the tweet of his, his Frankenstein face now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's he's doing good. I, I just, 
I don't know. I, I think the follow-up here, Mike, is is do you have an injury that you think any sport, any sport, that you will take with you to your grave? Like you will never forget how you felt when you saw that injury? Because I'll, I'll, I'll take this one. Uh, I will take uh, – I don't want to take Yuri Fisher from you. And just stop me if you are thinking Steve Eiserman because I'll explain that if you want some time to think of one. If you want to do hockey, that's okay. But if I can expand be out outside of hockey – um, I, I would say, uh, psycho said snapping his oh, tibia, yeah. um, off the top <laughs> rope was freakishly disgusting <laughs> and his leg was just hanging limply <laughs> off of his kneecap. Um, kind of looked like he wanted to grab it like a cat, you know, like <laughs> when it, you're dangling a string in front of a cat and he, he just, his instinct was to grab it. Yeah. And then he went, Oh, wait. No, that's that's half my leg. Yeah, Oops. it definitely had kind of a kind of a marionette feel to it, where it was just kind of exactly. on a string, just kind of dangling around. Um, God, I I can't. But I mean, I can't. you know, we'll remember that. But I mean, I want I want like when I heard Yuri. F- I mean, I, again, I cried that night when Yuri Fisher went down. Um, I can imagine that a lot of St. Louis Blues fans the other night, like Bowmeister goes down, the game ends halfway through the first period. And you don't know, you don't know, you don't know what's going on. You just have to leave the arena and somebody was hurt or in pain so badly and the players are just so distraught that the game's over. And what information do you get? You get nothing. And that, the same thing Perlini last night gets a skate to the face and we're just like, ah, well, he's off the ice now. Um, I mean, fingers crossed. If you want to do like a trite another Detroit injury you could just do um you know Draper getting smashed into the boards and I, oh, I thought yeah. he was dead yeah uh, that is a fantastic one of course leading to such a great story another great wrestling storyline after that <laughs> um there's also that dude who uh um there's that goalie I just cheated and looked him up uh Clint Malarchuk and he took a uh, as a goalie. He took a skate right to the jugular, uh, and he was just spewing blood out of his neck. Um, I yeah. still I still think about that, and I only watched it on like a hockey you know low lights kind of video. Um, but apparently, he only survived because there was like a, a former, I want to say like Vietnam, um, uh, like medic. Uh, one of the referees was like a, a former uh, medic. And he ran out there and managed to stop the blood and save this guy's life. That was pretty crazy, too. Um, How about uh, Mike Utley, Detroit Lion? Oh, God. That was scary as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Paralyzed. Um, that was, like, the first time I saw, like, a doctor put screws in somebody's body. Like, I, I like you know, I'm, I'm a young kid watching this. Um, I, I guess shoot what was that then 92 90 early 90s uh lion's Lions glory years yeah so then yeah so then years later i'm watching him you know on the the local morning news uh where they're showing like the first time that he can like move or something like that and it's just he's got that that halo with all the screws in his head and his neck and steady oh my god whoo um, anyway, now that we touched on all those, uh, fun notes, uh, back, <laughs> I just, 
I, the the pictures that Perlini sent out were perfect because I think last night it really was shocking, and to see that he's already uh, having fun with it uh, made me kind of, like all the worry just went right out of my mind. I was just like, okay, he's cool. Uh, but all the worry, Mike, headed towards Johnny Erickson's mind because he just got waved. Woo! Woo! Uh, Johnny Erickson, uh, hopeful to probably clear and then go down to Grand Rapids, but um, damn. Nobody get the confidence to just go, ha, just wave him. He'll be fine. He'll be down in Grand Rapids before you know it. Uh, he'll be joining uh, Hiroshi, who made his triumphant return, and will now make uh, another sort of re- triumphant return back to Grand Rapids. <laughs> and uh, they'll the two of them will be joined by uh, Giovanni Smith, who's looks like this. I don't know if this is it for him for the rest of the season. But uh, it, it's kind of, you know, you go through the season with these guys who are getting those those um, sporadic calls up uh, and then the send downs. It's, it's like they go through ebbs and flows and they need to kind of learn to how to be a horse again kind of thing. If you remember Seabiscuit, uh, so they kind of go down to Grand Rapids, go down to Grand Rapids and tear it up. Because the last thing you want is like Hiroshi lining up game after game, uh, getting 12 minutes, maybe a couple power plays. And then besides that, he's just getting trucked. So <laughs> let, let's let's uh, let's have them all remember how to be a horse again, how to play hockey. Um, not nothing really bad news there. It's all it's all just kind of expected. Um, so I, I yeah not not too much to take from that because I wouldn't be surprised if uh, I, probably I don't know probably not Erickson unless there's a, an injury. Um, but yeah, and and the other thing too, obviously uh, making room for Manta and uh, Franz Nielsen. So that uh, that's why that happened. Not necessarily punishment, but more or less, let's get these guys in a spot where they're actually gonna learn something. Then, <laughs> then warm in the bunch. <laughs> All right, uh, Mike. Now I I took some notes because you brought this up um, almost two weeks ago now. Yeah. Uh, but Scott Wheeler from the Athletic ranked uh, pros- prospect pools uh, around the NHL, and you and I have have both staked our claim. Neither one of us uh venture around uh Canada and and look at junior leagues or uh go <laughs> go across the pond to look at how all of our Red Wings prospects are doing. So we rely heavily uh on other people's perspectives as I do suspect Mike quite a other few people do <laughs> and don't have the heart to admit it. But we admit it. Here we are, uh, Mike. But what we do know, Scott Wheeler ranks us nine, uh, gives us a, a Moritz Cider uh, as as number one. Now here's here's the scary part because again, am I judging Joe Valeno based on what I've seen? Nay, nay, nay. I am judging Joe Valeno based on what I've heard is the prospectus or what like the best case scenario is, and even on uh, the Athletics. Uh, Red Wings podcast, which, you know, just fuck that. No one listen to that shit. Um, <laughs> they should be like as cheery and upbeat as anybody. And they've got the, they've got Joe Valeno, Mike. Middle six at best, probably filling out a fourth line. Mike, this is our ninth ranked prospect pool. And Joe Valeno's grading out to be a middle six, probably fourth liner um scary stuff uh to see uh but that that's our number two guy you i i just feel like if if that was our number two guy 
or or you look at a number two in a top 10 prospect pool you're not saying that best case scenario is that he makes it like like think about think about a fourth liner mike how many years is that guy gonna get like uh we're talking about a speedster he's he's a a skilled guy, so that that's that's what you're thinking first. And he has some defensive abilities that he's shown in the juniors. Hasn't really shown that in Grand Rapids. We've talked about that in previous shows. Um, so so let me let me just kind of throw out the answers. You know, not not too many years. You don't get a lot of Darren Helms. You know, that that's actually kind of lucky. Think about how long Darren Helms been on this team. We haven't had to you know we haven't had to pay him a ton, and he knows his role and he plays it. Um, is that really like think about like Darren Helm would be his best case scenario right now, Joe Valeno. Is that is that to you if that was your number two ranked prospect, do you put that in the top ten prospect pools? I I mean, I just have to say like everybody develops a little bit differently. I mean Yeah. It I know that's kind of a kind of cheating on the on the question here, but um I just I'm not ready to bury Villano. I mean, like it's not like Mantha was coming out wheels, you know, guns blazing, and you know he's probably our best player. As much as you know, as, as skilled as Larkin is, I like point a game threat. It's it's probably Mantha. Yeah. Um. So I I just I I would be willing to give it some time. Um. He's still a baby. It just it is fascinating to think that in fewer games in a position that does not ask for points at all. Um, both Sider is already out, out producing Joe Valeno. Uh, yeah. <laughs> much better plus minus, uh, but he's, he's got an extra point on him uh, on Valeno. Um, so I, it might just be more of a testament to how good, you know, this 18 year old uh, German freak is going to be for the Red Wings. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm willing to be patient on Bellano. I, I get where they're coming from. They're just basing it off. All they can do is go off the numbers and the production so far. It's just, right. man, he's baby. I mean, God, it, at least someday, I don't know if he's going to be uh, legendary Grand Rapids uh, Griffins legend Chris Terry, uh, who <laughs> is doing like a point of game um, in the minors and will never get called up, deservedly so. Um, <laughs> but... You know, maybe catch up to Svechnikov, who, you know, he's starting to, you know, right the ship a little bit. Uh, you know, he's he's top five for the the Griffins. He's getting up there. Yeah, even, like, uh, actually, I don't even think I scrolled down far enough to see where uh, Svechnikov ended up. But but that that's that's another name where it's it's kind of like, how, how much longer do you, do you wait for that? Um, you've got a Giovanni Smith on there at uh, a number nine. And... Again, uh, a role player, you know, not uh, not somebody that we're gonna we're gonna be calling up one day and asking him to hit the the first or second line. I will say though, I I was also thinking that about Tyler Bertuzzi, and obviously I was wrong about that as he just had a great All Star game. So I, I you know I admit when I'm wrong, uh, but I, I just I, I kind of going up and down this list, um, not not a lot of confidence uh, based on what I'm hearing, but I guess maybe this is what I, maybe I pivot that thought process. I, I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, this is an opportunity where, uh, maybe we can hear from folks that do watch every, 
you know, if God bless you, if you have the time to watch every Red Wings game and Grand Rapids Griffins game, um, you're a hero. And of course, if you've also caught every single junior hockey game and, um, you know, overseas game, please tell tell us what, what you're seeing, uh, because we, we want to hear it. We're at BOD Hockey and uh, we, we want to know who are you excited about? I, I just right now I feel like. I can't be too excited about anybody because all we're doing is drooling over the next draft. And that's, you know, I remember the, the glory days of the Tigers and, you know, going, oh my God, if Justin Verlander is going to be coming up next year, maybe and crossing your fingers and kind of hoping like <laughs> we do get to see him. And then he, then he ends up being Justin Verlander. So I, I just, we don't, I don't, I don't feel any of that. And I, I just, I, I want that. I, I want the guy that we look at uh, from the Griffins and we go, that that's a that's a goddamn game changer. Because even Bertuzzi, um, you know, I, okay, he made it to the All-Star game. And yes, I'm sitting here and admitting, you know what? I was probably wrong when I didn't jump on the hype train for Bertuzzi. But then when I listen to the national podcast, they're all making fun of Bertuzzi. And they're all saying, too bad he was in that game instead of a real All-Star. <laughs> What the hell am I supposed to think now? Okay. Well, Mike, uh, I think it's time uh, we wrap it up, and this is where we turn it over to uh, your favorite game. There's uh, uh, truly nothing better than Who's in Pokemon? Pokemon! Starring your Detroit Red Wings. Matt, this was a uh, suck hole of opportunities here for me to cherry pick quotes from. Um, hell yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really stretching here to get us in this week. Uh, not a lot of, not a lot of sizzle to these quotes. A lot of, uh, dead-eyed expressions. A lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of quit in these players. Um, (laughs) but, uh, Matt, I got, I got one juicy quote here because I know we're always trying to find a little optimism. Um, oh God, this is such a tough one. Um. I, I narrowed it down to six because they were all that bad. Noise. Um, here we go. <laughs> Matt, you're gonna guess who said this. It is not usually it's head coach Jeff Blaschel. Uh Jeff is in a in an emotional tailspin at this point. Uh he has <laughs> not had anything positive say to say these last couple games. Um I get it, but here we go. Whew. Getting a couple wins together for next year and things like that would be great. Oh. Matt, who is that Red Wing Pokemon? <sighs> That's <laughs> there's not a lot of clues there. That could be I uh, I'm gonna go with Johnny Bernier just because maybe he, he would be lucky enough to get that to get that time on the mic. Now, this is a loss for you. Uh, I'm going to put an asterisk on it because this was really tough. It wasn't Blashill. It, it wasn't quite the rules of the game. It could have just been me. Yeah. So that's... <laughs> it was uh, Leaf Point Man, uh, Anthony Manta. Woo! Uh, basically, they were trying to ask him, you're back. What are your plans? And he said, I'm going to play great hockey for 20-something games. For me, maybe a goal would be a point a game until the end of the season. That's personal. But getting a couple wins together for next year, things like that would be great. So, (laughs) 
He's uh, trying to pad that resume, Matt. That's a uh, restricted free agent we're talking about there, Mr. Mantha. Uh, but that's uh, maybe the worst edition of Who's That Pokemon since we've started playing this game. God, I hope the Red Wings have some juicy quotes coming here in the future because this week hey. was not that good. All right. So thanks for listening, <laughs> Matt. Are we ready to ride off into that sunset? We're ready to ride off. Um, check out uh, BODpodcast.com and BrothersOfDiscussion.com. And if you head to the Hockey Podcast Network, we now have our own. Uh, art. You know what? Don't don't hold up. Let, let's let's do this. Uh, you can now follow just this podcast on Apple Podcasts, so you don't have to listen to thirty different hockey podcasts every time. Uh, every Monday and Thursday, you can follow just us. So what you want to do is follow the links on the Twitter uh, account, at BOD Hockey. We are sending out that link. That is one of our last tweets. It's probably our pinned tweet right now. So head over there and subscribe that way. That's how you can make sure you stay focused. And don't have to skip through uh, about 20 podcasts before you get to Detroit. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. This is Matt Klink of the Brothers of Discussion, reminding you that you can find the Brothers of Discussion at BODpodcast.com, BrothersofDiscussion.com. Find us on Twitter at BODpodcast. And, of course, we are bringing you content every Thursday, if not during every Monday Night Raw, every NXT show, every AEW Dynamite, every SmackDown, every pay-per-view, every major show happening in the United States. The Brothers of Discussion are covering it. So if you want good wrestling coverage come to the brothers of discussion thanks everybody